Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the hottest place to be on Monday nights. Despite the two feet of snow we have outside in the greater New York area and the probably close to 10 feet they have up there in Fargo, North Dakota, we are here. The airways are open. And we have another massive, massive show for you guys here tonight on the number one wrestling podcast. And that's proven uh, on the internet. Not like, uh, I kinda, I'm going to do, I, I, I'm going to pull an icon here, okay? And I'm going to say, on the number one wrestling podcast, unlike that show up there in Winnipeg. <laughs> right? Right, Icon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pro right. icon. And I'm going to let everybody know right now. I'm going to give this disclaimer right now. If anybody ever wants to call in the show, you're hearing my voice right now. We do not screen calls. If you got no, we something don't. to say, if you got something to say, if you want to talk to me, Granny, or Big Swing, if you got a complaint, if you got a gripe, if you got anything, well, hopefully not a complaint, you, but yeah. Well, no, but I'll tell you what. You have we give you carte blanche. If you want, if you got something to say to us. We will let you on the air and talk to you, unlike some other shows that have people just flushing a toilet, okay? That is not us. We have more class than that. So if anybody calls in, we're going to put you on, we'll let you say your piece, and then we'll move on. I guess I can find out. Um, Sorry, I was talking to somebody else in the studio here. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, Icon, you know, I I think that, you know, we have a very good setup here. Um, we we oftentimes don't get a whole lot of callers in simply because we are an interview-based show. 
So a lot of people are sitting back and, and listening to the interview and listening to the guests that we have on. Um, but recently we've been getting a lot, a lot of people who have been calling in wanting to talk to, you know, the interviewer and wanting to talk to the person who's on the air with us. And, uh, you know, again, that's always welcome. And, uh, you know, we actually had one of, I would say, the top uh, independent wrestling shoots and storylines uh, happen here. In, in recent weeks, right here on the airwaves, live on Attitude Era Live, um, simply by a caller. We had we had Otto Von Clutch and Maverick, his his teammate, on, and um, we had somebody call in randomly who ended up to be Tombstone Jesus, who has this whole father storyline and all this, and, and it was just one of those things. And then we had the, the Hawaiian, the Royal Hawaiian call in. She wanted to comment, and it was just spiraling, and people were calling in, taking one side or the other, and, you know, it was really fun. It was one of the most action-packed. Uh, actually, two, two, I think two, two of the most action-packed shows we've had in a long time. Um, so, you know, again, if you are listening, you do want to call in. As long as we're not smack in the middle of an interview, uh, we will get you on, and uh, we will, um, we, we, we will talk to you, and uh, we'll go from there. Icon, you mentioned one of our callers may be calling in almost immediately. Uh, we do have a three one zero area code on. Okay. Well, is that, that's not our is that guess, who we're looking for. Let's see who it is. No, it's not? Oh. Well, speak of the devil, we do have somebody calling in. All right, caller, what's up? Uh, Yes, I've got something to say. This is Stu Jameson from DNR Management calling. Okay, hello. Okay. Yes, I'm calling in regards to one of my clients. Uh, He's been very angry because you guys have not put him on the show, had him on as a guest. Who is that? Really? Yes, uh, Jim Bob is his name. He goes by the handicapped hillbilly. Oh, I, I, I didn't hand- even know about the handicapped hillbilly. But yeah, we, yeah. Um, we'd be glad we, to uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's in the dairy farm industry. He's a farmhand. He also wrangles goats. Uh, he's 35% more efficient than border collies at wrangling goats. And he's also an aspiring moonshiner. <laughs> nice, nice. We would yeah, love to have so, him. Uh, yeah, I, I always love to talk to him. Great, right, great. So well, we just cancel, cancel Jay-Z, Lady Gaga, or whoever the hell is booked, and put Jim Bob on instead. Well, look, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, here's, here, here's what we're going to do, because uh, this is kind of upsetting me, because I don't like to be called out. It sounds like what you're doing. Uh, DNR management, what is that, dopes and retreads uh, management? Anyway, I manage uh, talent. We manage talents. I'm I'm calling from Studio City where they make movies. Okay. Yes, three one zero is Los Angeles area code. Yes, right, well, thank you. All right, you sound like you, you sound like one of those ambulance chasers. You know, like uh, like a like he, a. He does have a very something. good radio voice, though. He does have a very very hey, good radio listen. voice. Very very deep, very announcer voice. I do like it. DNR well, management, we only work do. with the best, the movers and shakers. Uh, well, yeah, it sounds like you've been uh, shaking the monkey. Here's, here's what, what we'll do. We're Icon, do. here's what we'll do. We'll play devil's advocate. You get Icon's our booker. You get the information to Icon. We'll have uh, we'll have Mr. Bob on the show, and, and, and we'll talk to him. Uh, the handicapped hillbilly. I think we can we can work a whole thing around it. I'll play the. I'll play some banjo music or whatever to open the show. We'll, we'll go well, from there. Um, well, let's not so just work around it. 
Well, let me put it this way. I actually have other I actually have other clients who are already booked to be on your show. I'm not going to name any names, but and also don't take this the wrong way. I don't want this to sound like a quid pro quid pro quo quid pro quo or whatever you call it. I, I, I want I just want you to do what is right. But but. If you, don't, do. if you don't book Jim Bob, if you don't book him on your show, these other clients of mine will have to cancel their inter- interviews on your show. Oh, oh he's playing hardball. Like, like, uh, I liked it. Wait, I liked no, 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 no quid, Wait. no quid pro. pro. I, I, I can't even say well, that word. One at a time, ladies, one at a time. Next week, next week, I only plan to have two guests on. But I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. If this Jim Bob dude has got the guts to show up, you have him call next week. We have we have the ten fifteen a slot open. Okay? You have okay. he's got the guts, you got the number, you called in. If he's got the guts, you have him call next week and we'll talk to him. So we have a deal then. Yes we do. Yeah. Oh well well son of a bitch. All righty. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Sounds good. We will talk to you next week. Live from Studio City, DNR Management calling in. And uh, that, that was that was fun. That was fun times. I, I don't I, – you know, Icon, I know he ruffles your feathers. I know your feathers get ruffled pretty easily. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that little segment. I, uh, I don't know if it's real or not, but, hey, like I said, those, those two words that I've been using the last month, Radio Gold, and, and those are the type of segments um, sometimes are funny, sometimes get people who may not otherwise be listening to listen. So, um, yeah, the handicapped hillbilly, the, uh, the, the, the goat farmer, uh, I guess, wants to call in. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll play some banjo music for him. We'll get some we'll – uh, we'll all talk for the southern draw. We'll all do that. So, yeah, we will talk to him. We, we'll be good. Um, I uh, do have another so caller on the not- line icon. It's a 626. It's a six two six. Is that our guest? Uh, I believe so. I do not have his number, but should be yes. Let, let right. me get ready to introduce him. If it's second. not, all right. All right, I got to pop off for a second. I'll be right back on. But I'm gonna put him through. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have Mister Hollywood himself. He is my idol and yours. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Anthony Idol. Are you there? Go ahead. Well, hello. (laughs) Guess he's not there. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Maybe that wasn't our guest. Maybe that wasn't. I was that. I had to pop off for a brief second. Well, nobody came on. Oh, weird and weirdly enough. Okay, well, at least he got his uh, introduction practice, I guess, or something. Uh, like I said, I had to pop off quick because I, I, like I told you, I was driving home. I had to go fix the satellite because it's buried under snow, and I was on my phone. Now I'm back in the studio in front of the microphone, and I had to just connect with the computer here. So. uh so we so I'm back on. I, I hope it sounds a little clear now as well. Um, but uh, yeah, our guest should be calling yeah. an eight five eight number, I guess. 
858. Gotcha. I'm with it, man. I am I am with it. And um anyways, while we're waiting here, while while we are waiting, um before we get into that, this just proves something. We do not what know who the caller was. We, we had no we idea. No yeah, we had no idea. And this is not a setup either. And we didn't screen the call either. The person we gave them, uh, we gave them carte blanche. They didn't want to say nothing. That's not our fault. We didn't mute them. He put them on. I thought it was our guest. So there you go. So if anybody says that we don't take calls or we don't want to hear from you, we don't like our uh, fans. That's wrong. I don't think anybody said that though. I, I really, I think we have a pretty, uh, a pretty good. Um, uh, a pretty good reputation among the uh, internet community of of accepting pretty much everybody. So, uh, yeah, we've been good with that, I think. So, but um, but you know, I'm just I'm just waiting for this DNR management. Think about that. I mean, who, who you know, I I never heard of this guy, a drunk hillbilly. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The six two, the the handicapped hillbilly, handicapped hillbilly. Um, apparently the six two six is back. The eight five eight is also on. So, uh, six two six. Uh, we put you on a minute ago. Um, I don't know if there was a if there was a problem with the connection, but it's the San Gabriel Valley, uh, in in California. That's where the area code popping up here on my computer screen. So, um, real quick because we do have our book scheduled guest on the line as well. So 626, San Gabriel, what's up? I tell you what, it is Otto Von Clutch. <laughs> and I got a problem yes. real quick. I got a problem, Big Swing. That SOB, that used to be my talent agent. That used to be, Ooh. they used to, they used to talent scout me. I used to do movies. You might not have known this. But those guys now are calling and trying to ride the wave of momentum once again, Big Swing. Makes me Wait, sick. so you know who you know who the handicapped hillbilly uh, Johnny Bob or Jimmy Bob or whatever the hell his name is. You know who that is. Of course, I'm 15 minutes away from Studio City, brah. Come on, this is Hollywood, man. And it makes me absolutely <laughs> sick that these people want to come on the air and try to touch the clutch. But hey, I gotta go. I know your guest is on. The DNA match is happening this Saturday in Salt Lake City Devotion Championship Wrestling, and that's it, baby. Don't touch the clutch. Oh, beautiful, yo! I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I love that guy. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I am an Autobahn Clutch uh, supporter right now and, and well, as, much no, as, uh, as much as I have a feeling he might lose to Tombstone Jesus I, I, I really love that guy and his energy but I'll tell you what Big <laughs> Swing you've upset him you've upset him every time he's been on and if you, I guess he said if you were his brother he'd put you on a milk carton but let's go to our guests and we'll talk about that in a while <laughs> yo actually he sent me a message uh, off air um, actually that, that that had a different sentiment um, that uh, but anyways we will uh, we we will get into that in a little bit. So eight five eight, you said the first uh, the first guest booked on with us, Hello? right? Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Okay, well, uh, Icon um, got cut off, so we're gonna keep eight five eight on hold here for a second because I know if I bring our guest on without Icon able to do his introduction, 
uh, he's gonna get uh, get very upset, and I don't I don't want to upset the man. So I'll wait for him to. Well, we to want back we want here. to apologize to our guest for the technical difficulties, weather related. Well, icons, I'm sure. icons calling in from a cell phone with ten feet of snow up there in Fargo. I get the perception is not great. Icon, you back on with us. Yeah, twelve feet of snow, but uh, there are twelve twelve feet. That's twelve feet. Get to it. Yeah, he, it's right. up over the roofs there in those one-story buildings in Fargo. Okay, yeah. uh, 858 is on with us. So, Icon, I put, I left him on hold so that you could do your introduction. I'm going to put him through now. I'm going to step aside, do the Monday Night Football thing. I'll be listening, and I'll pop in when needed. Here you go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is Mr. Hollywood himself. He is your idol. He is my idol. He is everybody's idol because he is Anthony's idol. That's right. You're listening to the incredible one, the baller, the shot caller, the man who makes all the ladies holler, the neon phenomenon, the incredible Anthony Idol. All right. I thought you'd go with the uh, continue with the liner, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go with. Uh, oh wait, there. Did I not? I, I, did I send you the liner? Say again. Did I send you the script for the liner? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. You are listening to the incredible Anthony Idol on the Attitude Era Live podcast, blog talk radio, with Big Swing, the icon, and Granny Holster. Awesome, and I like how you said, me, uh, you said my name second, the second so it's going to take me a little bit to edit their guy, those guys out, but it, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. so we have, well, uh, I do all the editing, so don't worry about it. You're fine. We we have we have what twenty six minutes here with Anthony. So uh, Anthony, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll let chat with you. Well, let's see. Uh, started chasing this thing a, a while ago. Uh, originally trained in Tijuana, Mexico. Not a lot of people know that or would guess that. Um, things didn't really work out in Mexico. Um, went to uh, UPW training. Um, shortly after John Cena had moved on to a bigger and better things, you may have heard of him. Um, didn't know uh, how to get along to go along in wrestling, so I, I laid out for a bit, and then um, I came back about um, about six years ago now, and things have been going really well in uh, Southern California with uh, SoCal Pro, Empire Wrestling Federation, and now Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And uh, for those of you who don't know Anthony, uh, and I hope you don't take offense to this this uh, comparison, but he's kind of a cross between Sting and his body. And uh, Brian Knobs in his look. So, I mean, he's got the entire package here. Uh, so, in your tenure in the business, how many different promotions have you wrestled with? Uh, I really haven't kept track of that. Basically, uh, you're contacting me and the money's right, then I'm going to be there. Um, so, I've worked for a number co- number of companies in California, uh, just a couple in Arizona, a little bit in Mexico, but uh, mostly around California. And who are you currently with? SoCal Pro Wrestling, the Empire Wrestling Federation, that's EWF, that's mostly Los Angeles, San Bernardino area. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Is, uh, that's, okay. that's, that's, usually, that's usually where I'm doing television, um, so it might be available in your local area. Check your local listings. And uh, I think um, you know a friend of mine, uh, Otto Von Clutch. I do know Otto Von Clutch. I know him very well, and I bet Otto can't wait to get his hands on me once again. 
Well, uh, actually, you know, it, it's funny. He hasn't uh, mentioned that he has a beef with you, but I think he wants to take down his uh, uh, father first, I think. Oh, well, that sounds like a hefty task. <laughs> but Well, uh, we, we've covered that the last few weeks, so we're not going to beat that to death anymore. We'll, we'll come back to that uh, later. Uh, if Otto wants to call in later, we'll do that. So with your wrestling tenure, and when you're wrestling, would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you what the crowd thinks you're going to be or should be? Uh, you know, in today's wrestling environment, I would say most of the time it's kind of what the crowd wants. Uh, most times when people see me, they, they usually they usually think heel. Um, but I've never worked heel in Mexico. Um so, you know, I, I can't help it. I'm likable, basically. Well, that's 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 cool, and I like that. We're, we're going to kind of do a roundtable here. Uh, we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, Granny, he said that, uh, you know, people think he's a heel, but he's not. Uh, so we'll go to Granny. What do you got for our guest, Anthony Idol? We have 23 minutes with Anthony. Well, hello. I, I'm Granny Holkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan, even though some of the wrestlers like to threaten to throw me in the ring a few times, especially the heels, because Granny does not like the heels. I, I can give the heels a lot of grief when I have to. But one of my questions to you is what inspired you to become a wrestler, and did you have anybody that you you know looked up to in the wrestling business? Um, you know, I don't know that there's a one specific thing that I could pin on me wanting to become a wrestler. I just wanted to become one from when I was really little. So I can't really get it down to like the exact moment of, aha, that's it. Uh, just like a lot of little kids might say they want to be a motocross racer or something like that. Something that sounds yeah. fantastical and they'll eventually let that go. I just never let it go. And I would sort of check in with myself every year. Like I still want to do that when I grow up. Yep. Okay. You know, a few years later, and, do I still want to do that when I grow up? Yep, yep, okay, okay. And I just kept on, like, basically every step of my life was, how was this going to fit into my wrestling resume? So uh, when I heard the announcers say that, you know, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Stan Hansen, Tolly Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes, Tito Santana had all been college football players, I was like, well, you got to be a college football player. So that was one of the main reasons I went on to play college football. Okay. Uh, what has been one of your most challenging matches you've ever had to be a part of? Um, well, I probably when somebody looked at my opponents on paper, they might think it would have been uh, one of those big names uh, because you might be nervous when you're in there against a big name or something like that, or uh, you just don't know how things are going to go, or perhaps you have a real big physical opponent and think you're going to get uh, roughed up a little bit. Um, that hasn't been the case for me. If I was going to I've had matches that were tough physically because of whatever happened in the ring. Um, but I kind of take your question mean to more one's the time that I really had to dig deep and pull more out of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you specifically, it was against uh, Brandon Gatson. Um, Brandon was uh, an Olympic level gymnast and a, and a really like a superior athlete. I mean, is there anybody else who competes in the Olympics other than superior athletes? Um, so that was definitely a match where I had to dig down deep. And that's available on YouTube. Okay. Well, that's all I got, Icon, for right now. So. 
That's awesome. Uh, we have Anthony Idols, our guest here. We got 20 minutes here with Anthony. Uh, if Big Swing is uh, available from Monday Night Football, if he's got a question, then we'll circle back to me and I'll ask the uh, the hard hitting questions. So, uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest, Anthony Idols? Uh, he must okay. still be he's, doing double duty. <laughs> he, he's still doing double duty. So, uh, Anthony, I'm kind of curious about your wrestling style. What, would you say that you're uh, like a high flyer, like a Rey Mysterio? Uh, are you a technical wrestler like Brad Hart, or do you have that, that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, well, there was, a, there was a pit stop at all of those for a bit. Uh, when I first started training in Mexico, there was a little bit more flying. Uh, when I first got to UPW, I was actually one of the smaller wrestlers they had there, so I had to be a lot more technical. Uh, now I'd say I, I probably do a significant amount more brawling than I ever have before. Um, but I always try to uh, fight fire with fire. So if I'm in there with somebody who wants to wrestle, I'll make sure that my wrestling skills are brushed up. Uh, if I'm in there with somebody that might want to brawl, then I might want to bring in some of my quickness or some of my lucha training. So I always try to hit a couple of couple of curveballs. Everybody can hit the fastball. Not many people can hit the curveball. That's awesome. I, you know, and I've never, I've never quite heard it put that way, but I, I do like how you, uh, how you describe that. That is, that is really awesome. I, I really do like that. So now another question I like to ask all our independents is, uh, what, uh, you know, your finishing maneuver, uh, you know, what is it called? What goes into it? And uh, after you describe it, we'll see if one of us wants to. Uh, we'll let you practice uh, if you can practice it on one of us. Well, I do the uh, Falcon Arrow as my finishing maneuver um, in honor of uh, Hayabusa, who just had his birthday. Rest in peace, Hayabusa. Um, I call it the Idle Overdrive when I perform it. And uh, when uh, so it's a. Suplex pickup and driver straight down flat on your back between the legs. It is one of those that uh, you know you can kind of like get out of nowhere, uh, or uh, is is there like a setup? Uh, I've been working on trying to get it more out of nowhere, like uh, grabbing a uh, a clothesline, taking it across that person's body, hooking them in the head, and having them wind themselves into a, uh, a suplex front face lock position all by the all through their own momentum. Um, but usually um, I'll try to set them up with something big. Uh, might be a little flip-flop and fly, hit them with that dusty elbow, and then grab them for the, super, or for the Falcon Arrow. Um, but I've hit it out of nowhere. I've hit it off the fly, catching people off the press. Um, last week I reversed a lion choke and, and hit the Falcon Arrow. So I like to think it was a little bit more versatile than just grabbing somebody. That's awesome. Uh, Anthony, I was our guest here. We've got 17 minutes here with Anthony. Now, one thing I, I also asked all our wrestlers, I asked the same question. It was a two-part question. I'll put it to you because no one has ever answered the same way. So it's a two-part question. It, let's say that there's a uh, someone from AEW or WWE that sees you at a house event, and they, they get a hold of you, and they say that they love what you do in the ring, and they want to bring you in. Uh, and sign you to a multi-million dollar contract. Two-part question. One, is that something that you'd want to do? And if you do get that, because we know that you have the drive to do that, would you not big-time us and still be our friend and still talk to us? 
uh, I'll tell you what, I absolutely would take either either one of those jobs in either one of those companies because, yeah, dream come true. Um, I don't have a lot to hold me back from travel and stuff like that, so I, I'm not afraid to get out on the road and uh, to live that road life. I'm okay with that. So, yeah, I would definitely accept that. I'd be into that. Uh, and, no, I would not big time you because I always remember a kindness. And uh, despite my gift of gab, this is one of the few podcast uh, radio broadcasts that I've done. And uh, also, uh, the Icon made you a cool collector's card. What was your thought on that? Uh, it was pretty fresh. I thought, thought it was a pretty good collection of pictures. All right. I'm back, now, by the uh, way, Icon. You... Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you ask your question in a second. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. I don't know if you'll answer this or not, but, you know, I had made two versions, one with a mustache and one without the mustache. Where did you uh, did you go with mustache for a long time and just decide to drop it, or did what was the issue with that? If and oh, uh, the first chunk of my career, I had the mustache. Um, just uh, it was automatic heat. Just walk through the walk through the curtain, and who's this? This uh, I'm not going to swear. Who's this jerk? Think he is? Uh, <laughs> and that worked. So I uh, I liked it, but then when I uh, I looked around at the locker room, I, I was coming back off an injury, and uh, there's like no chance of being a heel when you're coming back off an injury. Um, so unless yeah. you're off Bagwell. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that, that's that's an especially talented person to get in that kind of heat. <clears throat> but I digress. Uh, I looked around the room and I thought, well, you know, uh, with the mustache on and the kind of bushy, wild, crazy hair, I'm kind of like pretend ugly when I'm actually handsome. So I just shaved off the mustache and get handsome. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Anthony Idol here. We got 14 minutes here with Anthony. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Anthony Adams, go ahead. Well, I may have missed it while I was uh, in the other studio doing Monday night. So so if it is a recap, I do apologize. Um, but sort of take us through – you know, your journey, how, how did you start doing what you were doing? Why did you choose this, you know, as your profession? And uh, was there any defining moment where you, you know, you kind of made the, made the ultimate decision and said, you know what, this is, this is my career path. This is what I want to do. Like, was there a particular moment that you can look back on that sort of drove you to where you're at now? Well, I mean, uh, Granny Holster asked the question earlier. Um, so there wasn't a specific point when I was a kid or anything where I was like, okay, that's that's what I want to do. It just oh, that's yeah, like what I, I wanted to do. I studio, so. That's right. I never really analyzed it much. Um, as I went forward through my life, uh, it was it was difficult to get into. Uh, I thought getting into wrestling school was a very, very serious deal, just because I didn't know any better. So I wrote letters. I did research. I visited. I went basically on recruiting trips to different wrestling schools. So I, I wrote letters to APW. I wrote letters. I might have been an email at that time. I wrote an email to UPW and got nothing back. Um, uh, let's see. All over the joint. I drove out to the original school of Hard Knocks in uh, San Bernardino for the EWF Empire. Um, and then I was working as a as a personal trainer in San Diego. Uh, this uh, five foot six, two hundred and forty pound fireplug of a dude uh, walked up to me and said, "Hey, I heard you want to be a wrestler. You meet me tomorrow. We go to Tijuana. I kick your ass." So uh, that's that's how the journey started, man. I just had this random dude uh, who was a luchador uh, grab me and take me to TJ, and I did get my ass kicked for about four hours that first night. 
Hmm. Uh, so that's, that's there, how I got is, indoctrinated. Is there a particular, well, is there a particular match you look back on now uh, that you could say to this date uh, has been your favorite match you've been in? Well, win or lose, uh, is, there, is there a match that, that you, you know, remember fondly when you think about your career? Sure. I'm all the time categorizing the matches in my head. There's ones that I'm just proud of. There's ones that I uh, had the super amount of fun. Uh, there's matches that I think aesthetically look great. And there's matches that I feel that uh, showcase my talent as a performer. Uh, but I got to say, uh, right now, uh, my favorite one is, was a recent one. Um, against Willie Mack about uh, September 28th, and that one's out on YouTube as well. I uh, just thought um, that exhibited about everything that I could do well. Just because I saw that you were... Oh, sorry. I'm doing like a couple of different things here at the same time. No, that's that's awesome. And I guess, I guess the last one... Um, I guess the last one I would have for you is... Um, you know, do you feel like out in in your area? Because uh, I'm looking at, let's see, if I pop up, if I pop up the zip code here, um, you do most you do most of your your business uh, what out in California, right? Would you say yeah, that a the bit of California, a little Arizona, Las Vegas? Would you say that area right now is is uh, highly supportive? Of, um, of 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 what you guys are doing of the independent wrestling community, or or do you feel like you guys have to push a little bit to get people at shows? Um, I'll tell you what, I don't know that the uh, crowds are as concerned because like I'm I'm only going on photos of what I see from uh, out east or in Cleveland, and those houses look pretty full. But I will say this about California. It seems like most of the big-name talent is in a rush to get out here to do PWG. Uh, and it, and it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that um, Game Changer Wrestling does shows out here in Los Angeles. Uh, so it, it, seemed, it would seem to be like this is a pretty supportive area. If not, uh, it, if not by just sheer amount of population of people that we have, a, a certain number of those people are going to be wrestling fans. Uh, but it's just it's also easy to get to a lot of places pretty quickly, despite what people say about Southern California traffic. You have to work a lot of different promotions in a, in a fairly small area. That's awesome. We have Anthony Idol here with us. We got uh, nine minutes here left with Anthony. So when you're uh, when you're out there wrestling, how often do you try and uh, get yourself uh, out there? Do you uh, uh, every week? Once every other week, a couple times a month, uh, a couple times every other month. How often uh, are you out there? I want I want two or three a week. I, I usually can get about two a week. And are they always on the same day, like Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, or the middle of the week and the weekends? Or what? what and then we have another uh, another promotion in uh, in San Diego that runs will run Wednesday and Thursday. It's called Fist Combat. Um, the fist will typically run on Wednesdays or Thursdays. They've they've done a few Fridays, but mostly Wednesdays and Thursdays at, at different venues. So that that's nice because it's an easy way to add another day uh, without a lot of overlap or having to make make two dates. Um, occasionally there will be a double shot. Most double shots are going to be on Saturdays. And uh, when is your next event? And if uh, the icon can get up to see you, do you think maybe you can get him a pass so he can uh, maybe? See you, walk you to the ring, stuff like that? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 
I know I'll be out at uh, the San Diego Gulls hockey game. They're going to have a wrestling at uh, their tailgate party this Saturday night, December 7th, at the Pechanga Sports Arena. So if, uh, if the icon can make it out here to the West Coast, absolutely, I, I can get them in. Um, and then Sunday I'll be at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for their milestone wrestling event. Awesome. And if our uh, and so we can uh, get you promoted, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and uh, see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? <laughs> well, thankfully the GoFundMe is no longer uh, needed. I did have a GoFundMe after I, I tore both my pecs at the end of uh, was it 2017, man, or 2018? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, so, yeah, let's skip the GoFundMe stuff. I am uh, at Anthony Idol on Twitter. I am Anthony Idol on Facebook. Uh, I have the fan page and the regular friend page. Go ahead and shoot me a regular friend request. I haven't hit 5,000 yet. I am uh, Anthony Idol, all one word, on Instagram. And I don't think I have any other social medias. I do have a YouTube channel that I've just started. Uh, but most of my matches, if you just search Anthony Idol Wrestling, you'll help come up. Uh, there's a couple fan cams on there, but most of the stuff is out there from promotions that I've worked for. Well, you know, and I can let you know uh, from experience, not that I'm bragging here, uh, don't get me wrong, but when you hit 5,000 friends on Facebook, you have hit a milestone. Trust me on that. that uh, I'm speaking from experience. Gotcha. And it, it's awesome, uh, too. And uh, I, I remember I had – I you, you'll have to do the same thing I did. You know, it's like when I had uh, when I had 4,000, like, okay, I'm this many away from a thousand, from five, you know, You'll have to do that. It's kind of, it's kind of a, a cool feeling when you finally hit that. And uh, being on this podcast should uh, help get you there fairly quickly. I know. I'm done with that. Uh, can we can we uh, go back and maybe cut out that part where you said I was just as good looking as Brian Knobs? And I love you, nasty Knobs, but I just think I'm slightly more handsome. That's all. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I will definitely. I can definitely, <laughs> I can definitely cut that up. There's one. Uh, we have Anthony Idol here. We got uh, got about. Uh, uh, five minutes here left. I got to do a couple uh, ego things because our fans knew that uh, that was coming. Uh, if uh, if uh, I were to send you uh, an address, you think maybe you can uh, send us uh, some autographs for some giveaways for our big uh, December show we got coming up? No problem. Love to. Okay. And then the other thing is, I'm kind of curious about uh, you know your your look and uh, your your sunglasses that say Idol on it. How did where did you have those made at? Uh, well, I should give the plug, uh, was this company called, uh, Rasslore, um, R-A-S-S-L-O-R, uh, I believe he was named after the, uh, Macho Man Savage voiced cartoon character that appeared on Dexter's Lab. Uh, but anyway, he makes, uh, those custom sunglasses. Um, I, uh, he may not want me to tell you that he emailed me the template and, uh, I was able to produce, uh, a number of those glasses on my own. Okay. And what was the website again? Uh, it's Rasslore. I don't know if he has a specific website, but it's Rasslore, R-A-S-S-L-O-R. He does make those custom sunglasses. He made them for more than just me. Uh, he has a bunch of them for sale, um, but he has an, Etsy, an Etsy website, and I've seen him advertised on Facebook as well, so it shouldn't be difficult to find Rasslor uh, Custom Sunglasses. Okay, all right. Because I found uh, Rasslor Party Sunglasses by Rasslor, so that's got to be him. 
that would uh, bet if you see if you see that classic Macho Man frame, then that's it. I see it, and uh, everybody, guess what? The icon is going to be making some icon sunglasses here. Oh, boy. So get into it, because I'm going to make them. That's awesome. So once again, we have uh, Anthony Nidal here, and I'll tell you what, man, he's just an awesome, jacked-up guy. I mean, with the, with the, when, you, when you wore the mustache, I mean, you kind of remind me a lot of Hulk Hogan. Uh, let's go with that instead of Brian Knobs. You look more like Hulk Hogan. Let's let's go with that. And you you have the body of thing. So I mean, you 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 put an incredible package together. I'm not attracted to you. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it you put a great package together, and I uh, I do appreciate uh, you uh, taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us. And uh, I don't know if you notice uh, if you can answer this or not yet or not, but. Uh, do you think you'll be uh, going after any titles in the near future that you might hit? Uh, I got my sights set on the EWS, the Empire Wrestling Federation heavyweight title. I've been really focused on that. I, I did win it and then had it yanked away from me when I got jumped uh, by Ronchi Rico, that bastard. Um, and then, uh, let's see, West Coast Wrestling Company will be restarting their events on January 11th. So that would make their heavyweight title vacant. So I got my eyes on that. Um, let's see, December 20th, I'll be taking on uh, Congo Congo Crush for the fifth combat heavyweight championship. So I got my eyes set on some heavyweight titles, yeah. Well, I, I got good news for you. When you go after those titles, uh, Attitude Air Live here has got a reputation. Any guest that we've had on our show that has either been booked and been on or been on and then wrestled or – but it doesn't matter what it is, has always came away winning that title. And I want to update everybody because I haven't done this for a while. We are now 1,000 and 0. It's a pretty decent record. Nope. Yeah, no pressure. We're better than Goldberg. No pressure. You can't let us down. And when you do win a title. Better than Goldberg, dude. That's smashed Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, smashed. that's what I'm saying. So when you when you win a title, uh, or when you're going for, I'll tell you what, when you're going for the title and when you win that title, I want you to send me a message on Facebook. We'll get you back on and we'll have you click the title against the phone. Boom. Awesome. Well, you I'll tell you what, Anthony, thank you so much. You are awesome, and uh, we cannot wait to have you on again and keep us posted on what you're doing. Thanks, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on uh, once again. Anthony Idol on Twitter. That's usually when I'm on there. Most casual. If you want to follow the photos or hit me on the DMs, that's uh, Instagram at Anthony Idol. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, thank you, Anthony. Have a good night. Bye. All right, so our next guest should be calling in shortly if they're not on already. Shortly. No, they're not on at the moment. Uh, our, our next guest, uh, uh, of course, Granny might not really uh, be on par for this, and I'll understand if you don't have any questions, but, uh, uh, you know, there's a certain uh, star – adult star that I've been trying to get on the show. And unfortunately, every time that they're supposed to be on and they won't be named nameless until we get them on, uh, has been uh, either canceled or postponed and rescheduled and postponed again. But they've always sent me a replacement. And this individual has actually sent us two tonight. So uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, We're going to get tased and we're going to get – uh, we're going to get featured. 
uh, on, on our next two guests. So this will be this will be fun. So I cannot wait. I'm to just wondering how you tase somebody through the radio. That that that's interesting to me. Well, it, it well it's her name actually. Oh, I was gonna say, wait, what? Anyway, three oh nine area code icon. They are on the intern is telling me. So, should I pop them through? Yep, and I'll introduce them. Then we'll go to them. Alrighty, there they are. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, she is the greatest entertaining female starlet in the adult website industry. She's missed this. She's missed that. She's missed, missed everything. There's not any title that she hasn't won that has not been put missed in front of it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get tased right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Symphony Taser. Hey, this is Cynthia Taser. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host of the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Huster. How are you, Cynthia? It's good to have you. <laughs> Now uh, you have you have a lot of titles under your belt, so to speak. And uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of go over those uh, in a second. But what I want to do first, like we start out every interview, if you want to give us a little background about uh, about yourself, then we can uh, ask you some questions. Absolutely. Well, as you guys heard, my name is Cynthia Taser. I have been dancing for quite a while. I travel the country to different clubs and headlines. I put on theatrical shows. Um, I do have an adult website as well. I am mostly known for my dancing and featuring, though, the theatrical nude events that I host. I do a lot of benefits for uh, people. um, Like, for instance, I have a friend coming up in January that I'm doing a benefit. Her house caught on fire, so I'm performing for her benefit for her. Um, I'm a single mom. I plan on staying that way for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm a business owner. I have three businesses, plus dancing and my website, and I do a ton of stuff. I actually have titles for rodeo as well. I was a Fourth and state for the state of Illinois for cattle sorting in 2012. That is awesome. We have uh, we have Symphony Taser here with us, and we have 28 minutes here with Cynthia, and we're going to try and get everything done uh, before um, the next guest comes on, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of compare the two. Uh, I believe that uh, you do know. Our uh, our other guest, uh, we'll talk about her in just a little bit. But you have a few titles that I'd like to uh, mention, and then uh, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about those, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll have you pitch your website and your you know it's Cyber Monday. I know you got something going on with Cyber Monday, so we'll talk about all that. Uh, first off, some uh, of your titles uh, in 2019, you were Miss Nude Blonde International. You're Miss Pole Championship International, uh, hottest stage personality, audience favorite, Miss Erotic <clears throat> World 2019, Miss Nude United States 2019, overall performer of the year, most unique show, uh, hottest buns. I mean, you, you got you got the whole gamut. Now, the question <laughs> is, with, with all these titles, uh, are, are these like competitions you have to go to, or uh, do fans vote for you online, or how, how do you get? involved with getting these titles 
These are actually competitions that are hosted every year. Um, we have our biggest competition out in Vegas in August at the Gentlemen's Club Expo. Um, so that's that's the big titles. Um, but we also have other, like the Miss New United States title was held in Ocean, Club Ocean up in Chicago. Beautiful club. I don't know. I've never, I've traveled the whole country and I've never seen anything like it. There's literally a moat around the stage that girls dress up as mermaids and swim topless in the water. It's insane. Um, the, another club that hosts a lot of um, the events is the Pony. Um, they're a nationwide franchise. They have them all over. I've been to Starkville, Mississippi and Huntsville, Alabama for competitions that they've hosted. Um, and then the Miss Nude International uh, was hosted in Wisconsin at what actually was my sponsor club when I first started doing this, um, Bonkers, up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. I don't know if you're familiar with that town, but they, they always thought I was crazy when I went up there and I couldn't figure out why. And then I heard that the documentary Making a Murderer was actually from that town. <laughs> And I realized why everybody would come in and tell me, there's cops in the parking lot. I think they're looking at your car. I'm like, oh, great. I don't know if you're familiar with that documentary or not, but apparently there was some mischief going on, and the, the, the police tried to pin it on the local junkyard kid, and it was, I think he got let out, actually, because it was found some fraudulent stuff. I don't know. I think he put back in or, or something, too, but it's. All, all over the country I travel in um, Victoria, Texas, Wichita Falls, Texas, twice a year, and um, I do the, a West Virginia tour annually. Um, those are my permanent contracts that I have. Um, Cynthia teases our guest. Uh, we have uh, 24 minutes here with Cynthia. If she can uh, handle us without uh, putting a restraining on me, I'd, I'd appreciate because uh, you're one of the few female guests that doesn't. Uh, but that's something, that's another story too. So, you know, you you go you go to this venue, you go to this venue, you go to this venue. When, when you're when you're traveling all over the the, to the different locations, now do you do you hear about it? You see it on the web saying that they're having the Miss uh, you know Miss New United States contest here. It's like, do you think like, hey, I can win that, or you know, maybe I should go for that, or do do you get inspired? They say, "Hey, you'd, you'd be perfect for this." How does that How does that work out? I actually have a very amazing promoter. She's an awesome woman. She takes every single girl under her wing as if they were her own daughter, and she pushes us all to succeed. Her name's Gracie Gardoza. Anyone that's interested in joining some of these competitions um, and wants to further their career can absolutely reach out to her on Facebook. Um, or they can look myself up, Cynthia Taser, on Facebook, and it's spelled with a Z because I'm backwards. I'm not right. <laughs> I'm never wrong, but I'm not right. Um, well, I'll tell you, they can look I, her up well, or myself. I, and... Well, I, I didn't interrupt you, but, I, you know, I'll tell you, it's, 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 you know, it's kind of like that song, you know, I'm all about the bass. You definitely got no trouble. I, I will say that. I, I've seen you, uh, especially some of your videos where you like to have fun in the kitchen, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we're going to do a little, uh, little roundtable here. Uh, let's uh, bring Granny Hulkster in the mix. Uh, I, you know, I know that uh, you know Granny Hulkster might uh, not be into uh, the scene, but uh, 
Gray, what do you got for our guest, Cynthia Teaser? We got uh, I, I really, I, I really don't have anything icon. I'm just enjoying listening to the interviews. So if you want to go to Big Swing, that's perfectly fine with me. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, you, you talk. You're talking to one uh, crazy. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Love, love, star, dude. But let's go to the main one. Uh, let's go to Big Swing. Uh, Big Swing. Uh, Cynthia's Hazer, 22 minutes, what do you got? Oh, geez. Um, well, I mean, I, you kind of covered a lot of um, what I was going to ask, but uh, I, I mean, I guess um, to sort of take us through um, take us through the early goings of this, how did, you, how did you get into what you're doing? What was inspiration to get into what you were doing? And, um, you know, what, what are some of, uh, some of the best moments you've had doing this? <laughs> Oh, I don't think my ex-husband for many things, but I would have to say that he kind of inspired me to start dancing when he ran off with a stripper. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I was actually inspired to get into the feature part of it. I've been dancing. I'm. You might not be able to tell by my pictures or by the way I present myself, but I'm actually 30, almost 38 years old. I'll be 38 in March. Um, proud grandma, so excited. The cutest thing. I've I hated babies for so long, but you just once you have a baby grandbaby of your own, you just can't even dislike babies anymore. It's crazy how that happens. But I started um managing a club here in my town and I don't do that anymore. That's the most unappreciative job anyone can ever hold. Commend anybody who can pull it off. Um, I did it, I did it well. It just didn't want to do it anymore. Um the owner of the club had uh, Bob Ferguson from Cherry Magazine, and I don't know if you remember the famous hair flip photo of Jenna Jameson um, yep. back yep. in the day. Uh, he's the one that took that hair flip of her, and he convinced me because he knew I was a dancer too to get my dance clothes on and get up and do some photos, and I was really hesitant. But then he told me about this awesome event called News the Poppins. And I was like, well, I don't have to perform, do I? And he's like, well, you don't have to, but you should. And I was like, well, I'm going to go check it out because it's a giant, it Ron Jeremy hosts it. And it's a giant um, nudist resort, and they have international dancers from all over the country competing for the title of Mr. and Mrs. News North America. So it's a guy and a girl event. Um, couples from all over the country, thousands and thousands of people come, and they can hang out naked too, which is it just blows my mind because when you start dancing, they tell you just to imagine your crowd naked, and that's the first time in my life I've ever been able to perform in front of a crowd that is actually nude. But I went there, and it's just like a giant family reunion, honestly, because we're all like-minded individuals, and it's the only competition that is is family-friendly to where, like, we can actually hang out with our co I – w- I, guess, I guess they would be called co-workers, but our co-competitors – and actually get to know each other and, and not just be all about the competing. It's, it's more about, you know, everybody coming together and helping each other with their acts. Everyone is behind the stage helping each other. But long story short, I started going to that six years ago, and I have not missed a news pop in since. I even went there, like, I had just recovered from pneumonia last, not, not this year, but last year, and I went there and hung out nude in the rain, <laughs> and made my doctor give me extra steroids so that I wouldn't get sick again because I'm that diehard on the event. Um, that bird, um, I think Gracie actually um, reached out to me after that 
And Bob Ferguson is with Cherry Magazine. Bless his heart. He actually retired this year. He did a big, um, I'm in the, the last magazine that he printed, I'm in 10 times. So he's been a very good um, motivator and mentor in, in the whole industry part of it. But I got involved with Gracie, and um, like I said, she pushes you for success, and she calls me almost every competition. Are you coming? Are you bringing someone with you? What are you doing? And she, a, a couple of times, I mean, I got back um, when we did the Miss News Poll International um, I wasn't going to go because I had just done a three-week tour in uh, Texas and my bag had come up missing, so I'd gotten robbed, so I couldn't fly home, and I ended up having to take a bus. And if you've ever been on the Greyhound, you know what kind of nightmare that is. I literally was yes. for six hours, and she had someone come pick me up and take me all the way back, back down south. I'm in Illinois. I've just driven in a bus all the way home from Texas. And in six hours, I was in the backseat of a van sleeping. I woke up in Mississippi and performed. <laughs> like, she doesn't take no for an answer. She wants you to get out there and thrive and be successful. And because of her bookings, I have now two agents that I work for that are very good about um, getting my contracts and getting my bookings for me and um, making sure that I'm taken care of on that level because uh, – Paperwork can be tedious, especially when that's not what you really want to do. <laughs> uh, Cynthia Tate's our guest here. we got 70 minutes here. With uh, There's one thing you know I want to ask you. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, having to tra- travel on the Greyhound, which I have. I, I had to travel from uh, part of North Dakota to Colorado and back. And, they, you know, they stopped at every single place, uh, you know, it, you know uh, on the map. But – now, I don't know if it if it happens or if it happens, how do you react to it? I'm, I'm going to kind of ask you how you react to this. If someone come up and says, hey, you know what? Aren't you, you know, aren't you, you know, Miss Taser? You know, I saw you at a club, you know, a couple weeks ago. Are, are, you know, if someone comes up and asks you that, how do you respond to that? Or do you just like I like, actually have had that happen at the train station before. I was on my way to a competition at Candy's Playground out in – Pennsylvania, which is another amazing club, a very, very unique. It's a 16-acre adult playground. They have nude volleyball. They have a cop car in their building that you can get lap dances in the back seat of the cop car. Amazing club. Um, I tell them that if they message me on Facebook, that I'll give them a free month for my adult subscription site. I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. I have had people come up to me in the grocery store here in town and talk to me. And I have my kids, and I'm like, um, hi, you know, like my kids are right here, so hopefully your mouth is a little bit more filtered than mine, <laughs> because I mean they know what I do, but they are like they're like, oh, why is that creepy guy talking to you? Who is he? <laughs> but most of well, them you know, will just be polite and message me on on Facebook or something, and be like, I saw you at Walmart, and I'm like, cool, hi. <laughs> well, you know, on on a scale of one to ten, you're a thousand. Uh, so now. Mm. That, that brings me to my next question. We have Cynthia Taser here. We got 15 minutes here, and she hasn't put a restraining order on me yet, so I'm going to keep going. Um, you know, if uh, you know, we got a big, uh, you know, Christmas giveaway show coming up here in a couple weeks. Would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways and maybe uh, a month's uh, access to your website to uh, one of our lucky fans? Actually, thanks for reminding me because I did tell you all of your lucky fans are going to get that. So anyone that tonight goes on, and let me set it up now, that way I don't forget. 
anyone who goes on to OnlyFans.com backslash Cynthia Taser, if you do it within the next 24 hours, uh, OnlyFans, which is O-N-L-Y-S-A-N-S dot com backslash C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-T-A-Z-E-R. Um, I'm setting it right now. There's going to be no limit, 100% discount. Anyone who's a new subscriber gets a whole month free. So anybody that hits my site will get a whole month free of my adult content. Um, I did want to tell you guys one other really awesome, fun thing that I do, and I haven't been doing it a lot lately, but Mudfest. Sure. I, so we get, so we got 14 minutes. Go ahead. What do you got? I, Go for ahead. the last five years, have also done bikini bull riding. Um, I have done. I, I have been topless on a mechanical bull in front of 3,000 people for Trucks Gone Wild. They hosted it over in Taylorville at the South Fork Dirt Track. It's a 450-acre uh, monster truck obstacle course, basically. Um, they have country singers for their Labor Day weekend event, and we usually are the after party. So, like, we got to ride the mechanical bull with the lax this year and last year. I actually brought um, Tiny Pexy. She's a... She's 36 pounds and, like, three foot tall, and she is completely proportionate. She looks like an American girl doll. <coughs> she got on the bull and rode with us and, and turned up. That's definitely a girl you guys want to check out, check into as well for interviews. Um, she's done some wild stuff. She's been down at the Sausage Castle recently and out in L.A. filming. Um but, yeah, we do – we have bars and events that book us for bikini bull riding. Myself and Molly Jane, um, we go and we party with the guys, and then they get to ride the mechanical bull with us. And you can imagine what all there is to hang on to when, when there's nothing there. <laughs> so, now, now you're, you're nude on – uh, I want to set the picture here. We we got, we got something here. This is interesting. We have to walk this. I hope that I can get all this in because I, I'm just enjoying this. Uh, so are all our horny single guys listening right now in New York City and all over the internet. So you are nude on a mechanical bull, and guys are allowed to ride with you. Now they obviously are wearing clothes, right? And with a yes. mechanical bull, there's say- nothing. Real, there's nothing to hang on to. So do they hang on to you? They actually, they're mostly drunk, and we're trying to hold them onto the bull and avoid getting fallen on. <laughs> I'm really, really good at riding, and I usually land on my feet when I come off. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> it's it's fun. It's interesting. I, It's not recommended, and it's not really desired, but I have had a couple of people grab on to me before, obviously. They're drunk and trying to stay up, and they're sick in their face. (laughs) I do a lot of motorboating. My boss is all for the motorboating. I actually had um, at one event, uh, a a bar was sending their son off to war and didn't know that he was going to come back, and I ended up getting the mom and the daughter topless on the bowl with me, and they had, like, Pitch the size of watermelons, and I was like in heaven. And then we got the grandmother who was like 85 to get on the bull with me. I was topless, and I felt so weird. 
but I promised her nothing bad would happen. And then my promoter opened his mouth, and I was like, if you ask her to pull out her tits, I'm going to quit. <laughs> and he asked her to flip a bird. So she did a double bird, and I'm sitting there on the bowl with an 85-year-old woman. She's flipping off the crowd with both hands. And her patrons, mind you, of her establishment and my sister in her face. It was awesome. That sounds I have a lot awesome. of fun everywhere I go. I'm the wild one. And uh, they call me Taser because I'm good at resisting. I'm uh, I'm not going down easy. I'm I'm, here, I'm there to party, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It always is. Hey, they hey. call it Taser time. <laughs> hey, big swing, big swing. I got uh, I, I a thing. When you say you and I get together, go road tripping, go to her next uh, mechanical bull thing, you and I get on the bull with Cynthia. What do you think? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going topless. Well, no, we wouldn't be topless. But no, I know. Can, I know. No, hey, that's fine. Or, or we could take the lazy approach and have her come to us. <laughs> One of the two. Okay. <laughs> Either way, well, but yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely be down for it though. I mean, I, it sounds like a, sounds like a really good time. Um, sounds fun. It sounds like a, the type of event that I would get myself into normally. Uh, so to to have a little added uh, bonus to it would be would be pretty cool also. Now now Cynthia, yeah. we have Cynthia Taser here. We got uh, we got nine minutes here left with Cynthia, uh, and uh, I I don't really want this interview to end because it's making my life right now. But uh, um, <laughs> and I and I don't want to stammer too much, but. You know, there there is a difference, and maybe you can explain this. There is a difference between being – now, you guys are considered entertainers and dancers. They don't really use the term strip anymore, correct? Um, well, I guess it depends on the type of girl you're talking to because there are still definitely some of those in the industry. And I would say that their morals and ways are a little bit more lenient than that of an entertainer. Um, the group of girls that I work with, we're actually featured entertainers. We do performances, so we're not just going up and getting on a pole and swinging around. We are pole athletes as well as theatrical. Like I have a Christmas show where I use uh, power tools and make it snow inside with dry ice. I have a lot of my shows incorporate fire and power tools Um I have a canine cop show where I come out dressed up as a, a Dalmatian dog and then go into my cop outfit and I have a sex play. We do shows. So it's not like we just have, you know, a bra and panties on like a lot of the girls and I don't understand the theme, but I don't, but we have like actual, you know, some of the girls can spend $10,000 on their outfit, just their outfit. That's not including their props or anything else. Um, so it's definitely a business. It's an investment. It's it's a it's a show. It's like it's like if you were going to the theater to to watch a play, except for we're solo and we get naked. You know, and that's you know that's also. I mean, uh, we had a guest on uh, about uh, two months ago. We've had her on a couple times. Her name is um, uh, Calamity Kate. She's a wrestler slash burlesque dancer. And she does this thing. She wears this metal thong, and she brings this, uh, uh, like, grinder. Uh, and she right. grinds off the padlock on her thong that she wears. It, it's it's the it's the craziest thing I've ever saw. I don't, I don't want to get sparks down there. <laughs> anyway, so. I shoot sparks uh, all over my body. But I actually have 
<laughs> I actually have my own signature drink called a taser bomb, and when I get too many of them, I kind of uh, mess up my stroke, per se, and I have actually a lot of cute little scars on my left pointer finger from missing my uh, – well, not from missing, but from overshooting and grinding my hand. <laughs> uh, can you tell us what is in a taser bomb? A taser bomb is a little bit like a redheaded slut. It has cranberry juice, peach schnapps, Jägermeister, Rumplemint, and a shot of Monster. You ever done a Three Wise Men? No, but isn't that some? Wait, isn't that like the all the uh, Jose's? No, no, no. Like you see, you see, a Three Wise Men. It doesn't sound nearly as tasty as yours does, but you really only need one, and it gets the job done for the whole night. Uh, Three Wise Men is Jim, Jack, and Johnny together in the same shot, and then if you want Four Horsemen, it's Jim, Jack, Johnny, Jose, and it's all one oh, shot. Drink, yeah. It, it, it's gasoline, but it, but it gets the job clear done. <laughs> clear uh, tequila. Clear tequila. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Johnny Jose. Like your doctor. No, it, it, it it's like gasoline, your doctor, but, but it gets the job done. Uh, Absolutely. Well, you know, Have you ever had the mint uh, that are mint on one side and strawberry on the other? No, but I've had rumple mints, which is 101 proof, and it's like a liquid candy cane. It's crazy. But, see, like, people can't handle rumple mints, and people can't handle Jägermeister, but when you mix them with all the other stuff, they balance out. And so it tastes like one of those duo mints. Like, it tastes like a strawberry mint, like it, it which doesn't have any strawberry in it, but the peach and cranberry kind yeah. of make it taste like that As a little to, bit. To not, get, to not get too far off topic, because I know Icon's got one or two more questions for our last guest here, um, there, there's a shot that's very popular in my area of New York, uh, called a pickleback. Have you ever heard of that? Oh yeah, I drink a lot of those. I don't like. Yeah, iconic granny. Just so you guys know, it, just so you guys know, iconic granny. They give you two shot glasses. One has Jameson, one has pickle juice, and you do boom, boom. Uh, Jameson pickle juice. It's um interesting to say the least, but like I said, I Jameson will give you goosebumps. <laughs> Yes, I'm definitely uh, an occupational alcoholic, so I can drink those taser bombs all fucking night, and I don't feel it until it's time to punch out. But once I go to punch out, I'm done for. Now, if I'm not working and I'm just socially drinking, give me two or three of them. I'm probably done for anyway, because when we're working, we're actually metabolizing it faster and burning it off. Definitely uh, noticed the difference. Cynthia <laughs> uh, Taser, I guess we got four minutes here. And now everybody uh, that you're talking about signature drinks, you guys will have to try mine. Mine is called an Icon Sunrise, and it's uh, half uh, orange juice, half pineapple juice, and grenadine. And when you mix them all together, it looks like a sunrise. So everybody, go to your bar, your local bar, order an Icon. They don't know what it is. Don't give them an autograph, period. Okay, we got uh, 15 days. We've got three minutes here. Uh, now, if our, fan, uh, our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, because uh, uh, I have, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> um, if they can find everything. If you type in Cynthia Taser, it actually pulls up like four pages of stuff. Um, so you can find whatever. I mean, I'm on tons of sites, but really I utilize my OnlyFans, my Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, Twitter is 
taser, taser, taser. Um, the, but the rest of them are Cynthia Taser. And my OnlyFans is the main one. If you're trying to have a personal conversation, that'd be where to go because I get so many messages every day. Like, I have decided to save that for my VIP members. And really, like, if, if, even if you're paying full price on my site, it's only $9.99 a month. And most of the time, there's a special. I usually run 70% off for first-time subscribers. It's only $3 for a whole month, and I update that almost every hour. That's awesome. And uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but you made the video, so I'm going to mention it. My favorite video that I've seen of you is, uh, you'll, you'll know this, uh, you, you, you come home from work, and you're wearing blue jeans and a white top, and you decide to have some oranges. Oh, that's the, yeah, I know which word you're talking about. It's a, a friend of mine did that video, and I actually had a cowboy cowboy hat on, too, if I remember right. But, um, yeah, that was all with the food fetish, like the foods that look like vagina, and that's what yep. that was supposed to resemble is me sticking my finger in the vagina and then eating it. But I also have one where I'm, master, where I'm rubbing the orange on my pussy in the kitchen sink. I don't know if you've seen that one or not. Well, uh, well, we are live in New York, but uh, most of the kids in New York have went to bed. It's like 12 o'clock there now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so uh, we we got about 60 seconds here. Uh, Cynthia, uh, I, I do want to thank you uh, for uh, joining us. And, you know, I know I've been a pest over the last couple months, uh, you know, making cards for you and getting them approved and everything. And, uh, I hope that you consider me a friend and that you don't want to file a, uh, a restraining order against me because, uh, you know, you do have a taser because uh, that's what your name is. I hate to be tased, but uh, it is what it is. But I want to thank you. You've been awesome, and I will be in uh, contact with you. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to send us some autographs, and uh, I will appreciate the, uh, the free month pass, and uh, you have been just amazing. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys have a good interview with uh, your next uh, guest. Well, do you, do you want to hold on to say hello? Yeah, I can. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when she calls in, let, let's uh, uh, a big swing. We'll talk to her until our guest calls in. Then we'll put her on hold. And then the last uh, couple minutes, we'll uh, let these gals reminisce about uh, what it's like uh, being uh, – without apparel together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And uh, Icon, it is, um, just so you know, it is the Safe Harbor Act. So between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., uh, radio programming may contain, you know, language that is not necessarily suitable for, uh, you know, all listeners, but it is a legal thing to do. It, there, there are certain, there are certain, there is a bit of a delay so there are certain buttons that, um, you know, that there are certain words that get dumped or get bleeped or get whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, she's totally fine. We're both totally fine. The name is fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other caller is on it as well, Icon, so I can bring him on for you here. 778 number, right? Yep, yep. All right. They are on. I'll put her on mute, and then uh, I'll bring her on when they go to talk to each other here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. In the next 45 minutes, justice 
will be served. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Justice, the speaker, entertainer. Hey, this is Justice. You're listening to the Attitude Era, live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and granny helpster. Hey, Justice, how are you? I'm well. How are you? you know, I, I'll tell you, you, you've got the sweetest voice I've ever heard in my entire life. I love it. Uh, well, thank uh, you. Sweeter than apple pie. There you go. So uh, what we'll do here is if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, then we'll interview you. Uh, uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, as we just found out, Granny will do mostly listening. But she got a question, which we'll let her ask. But it'll be mostly me and Big Swing, the the uh, the uh, single males here uh, uh, doing some stuff. But uh, give us a little background about yourself, then we'll chat with you. Okay. Um, I am a feature entertainer that is legal to work both in Canada and the United States, and I'm actually on a rather big tour. So I'm taking over North America, and I am the most decorated entertainer in the industry currently. Now, uh, when you you mentioned that, that you're an entertainer, do you uh, are you uh, into the uh, dancing or are you into the adult industry? Uh, well, technically, they're both adults, but I am a feature entertainer, so I do the stage. And uh, we we just have a guest on with us. I, I, I believe you know who she is, Cynthia Taser? Yes. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her, but I know of her. Well, the good well she is on hold here. I'll bring her on right now. You can just uh, say hi and you know have a little girl talk Perfect. if you'd like. Well, we're gonna save that till the end, but we'll just go ahead and do it now. Oh yeah, we'll uh, do it now. I don't, I don't want to keep her on too, you know, too long for another forty minutes or however long it we have. So I figured I'd just get it out of the way. All right, uh, Cynthia, a taser. I'd like to meet uh, Justice, the featured entertainer. How Hi. are you guys doing? Hey, Justice. I was telling them that I knew of you from uh, the events that we've kind of done together, but uh, we never really got to like met. hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I think we've been. That that happens when there's over a hundred girls, and and we have actually done like the opening act and stuff together. But it's such a hectic time once once news to pop and starts. It's kind of like pedal to the know. floor. I know it. It goes crazy. So it's like you know we never actually get to sit down and actually have a conversation, but we get to just see each other in passing. We're like, hi, nice boobies. <laughs> Uh, Justice is definitely known for her athletic capabilities. She is a very hot entertainer, and thanks for saying hi. Oh, well, thanks, Boo. Hi back. Awesome. Good night, guys. Now, uh, yeah, thanks, Cynthia. Have a great night. Appreciate it. Uh, now, you know, you mentioned uh, as your feature entertainer, what uh, does it take, or how many years does it take? to become known as a featured entertainer, what what steps do you have to take to become a featured, become well-known? Um, I really think it depends on if you have a mentor. When I started in the industry, I actually didn't. I saw a feature entertainer and was like, I want to be that, and I would ask questions to anybody who was willing to listen to me. And I... I Thrived. I, I entered every competition I could. I took lessons on everything, and I 
I made myself better to build myself a brand. And now I think to become a feature entertainer, if you're fortunate enough to have what we call veterans now to um, to actually come in and say, hey, I'll take you under my wing. Let me show you what to do. I, I think that makes all the world of difference from advice to costuming, choreography, musicology, the works. And when you, uh, being a feature entertainer, you know, does that, uh, do people uh, like, like clubs and stuff, do they have to, do they contact you or do they have to contact your manager? Uh, how, like, if they wanted to, like, book you, like, what kind of schedule do you have? Like, uh, do you have, like, dates booked out, like, like the next year in advance, the next six months? What what kind of schedule does a feature and entertainer uh, have? Well, most feature entertainers, we work um, Thursday through Saturday, and it can be anywhere. You can be in Texas one weekend, but the very next weekend you can be in, like, New Hampshire. So I have three agents. I have Sensational Features, I have A-List Entertainment, and I also have um, Centerfold, who is my main agent. And clubs will contact them, depending on who they book with, personally as their preference as a club. And then my agent will present me with the booking, and I will go over the details in the contract. And if I agree, I sign and I'm off to that club, and currently I'm booked until about mid-July. You know that that kind of, that kind of sounds like Addison there alive. We we are yeah, well. we're booked up. Uh, we're, we're we're booked up pretty uh, pretty far in advance too. Well, uh, you know, well, you popularity what, we, is a demand. <laughs> well, we have uh, Justin the Entertainer. We have uh, 38 minutes here with us. Uh, uh, Granted, do you have any questions, or do you want uh, do you just want to keep listening and uh, have? Uh, I think she's. Uh, I think she's signing off, Icon. She sent a. Uh, she sent a message how she has an appointment in the morning tomorrow, so she was gonna. She was gonna sign off and talk to us next week. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, well, well, next week, what do you have uh, for our guests? We have Justice, the featured entertainer. We have thirty-eight minutes left with uh, Justice. What do you got? Well, how did you? Um... How did you get into uh, doing what you were doing? I mean, was there any sort of inspiration that uh, that drove you to to become an entertainer? I mean, what, what kind of take us through uh, you know your background story and to how you got to where okay. you're at? Um, the birth of justice. <laughs> um, okay, so I was actually a paralegal working in a border city. And one of my colleagues actually took me to a strip club. I had never gone before. And it was called Leopard's Lounge. And it's actually home to some great features that have passed through there, like Roxy Delight, for example. Um, and I was having some drinks, and a shooter girl actually approached me. And after a few drinks, I got a little mouthy. And I was like, your approach is all wrong. That's why you're not selling. Like, you need to have confidence. And you, you need to do this and this and this. And the bartender overheard me and said, you think you can do better? And I said, I know I can. So he gave me her tray and said, well, then sell it if you think you're better. And I did. <laughs> From that, they offered me a job. So I was working in the office during the day. And then I was a body shot girl at night at the club. And I did that for about six months. And then I seen a feature entertainer uh, named Sandra Katz. 
and I was so enamored by her. I was like, I want to be her. Like, just the way she was treated, they treated her like a queen. So I was like, that is me. I want to be her, and I will do whatever it takes to get there. That is awesome. We have uh, Justice, the feature entertainer, with us. We got uh, 36 bits here with Justice. So, with with that being said, you know, you mentioned that you were paralegal and you decided to, you know, get into the 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 dancing and performing. It would it be? I, I, w- I want to ask this in a way that you know doesn't sound like like I'm being a, a jerk, but. Now, when you decided to start doing this, uh, did anybody from your uh, your office, like in your Mazzini office, come check you out? No. I actually saw more of my teachers from high school. I actually gave a lap dance to my, I think it was grade 10 math teacher <laughs> when I started dancing. I never uh, had my, and- my work colleagues. <laughs> And, and, and did you, and you you knew that was you recognized your teacher? Uh, did you say, uh, well, uh, you know, you uh, I deserved an A. You gave me a C, so uh, I'm not going to give you a full lap dance or <laughs> something like that. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I did recognize him. He recognized me, and he was like red in the face, and I was like, we're both adults, and let's be real. You taught me math, and I'm about to count your money. <laughs> uh, and did, uh, it was one of those deals like, okay, I thought you had to add and subtract, so, uh, uh, you know, this is the amount of money I have in my wallet. I'm going to give this to you, so how much money do I have left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just take all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, as a featured entertainer, now, you don't uh, – you know, you you just do you do shows with chore, uh You have a lot of chore, uh, choreography, uh, correct? Yes, I have uh, multiple theme shows, and a lot of them are circus based, which is like aerial arts. And I have seven different types of aerial arts that I perform. And then there's all other um, aspects like fun stuff like LEDs or fire or contortion. And. Uh, if uh, and I know we we still have 33 minutes here left with you, but uh, if I were to uh, send you an address, you know we got a big uh, Christmas giveaway show coming up. Do you think you might be willing to send us uh, some autographs or some uh, goodies for giveaways for our, our listeners? Because we have about 95 sure. listening right now. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Now you you just do uh, you just do dancing in clubs. You don't do any uh, adult films or anything like that, right? I do not. My one of my best friends, who I actually call my wifey, Angela Summers, who is a um, penthouse pet. She's been trying for many years now, but I'm just not ready to cross over. I'll never say never, but right now I'm just enjoying being on the stage. Now, has uh, has anybody approached you or offered you to be like, they'll say like, hey, we'll give you we'll give you uh, ten thousand dollars to be in our next film. Has anybody ever approached you on that? Uh, and you turned them down, or have you has, has uh, not gotten to that point? I mean, I always get those messages in my inbox on my social media, but because I know so many adult film stores, that um, I would only go with companies that were more reputable. Um, but 
I haven't been approached by any of them because I'm I'm nowhere. I'm not even a blimp on their radar when it comes to adult films. And you know, I you know, you mentioned you get a lot of strange inbox messages. You know, it's it's kind of interesting how you say that. Uh, you know, I. I'm glad that uh, you uh, accepted our offer to come on our show and not think it was like an interesting uh, <laughs> message. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, so now in your, in your choreography that you do, uh, you, you like plan out like different uh, shows that you like to do. Like if uh, someone like a club owner wants you to come like do like this show or that show, or uh, they want you to do something new. How, how do they approach you on, uh, on that? Um, well, it usually goes all the way back to the competitions. That's where the birth of my shows actually take place. And for me to create uh, a winning show, I usually spend about six months creating the show. And then that the show that they see during the competition, that is like my advertising. Hey, you could have this. This is why you want to book me. And then um, some clubs will be like, hey, listen, we really want you to bring your Catwoman show or your Voodoo show or this show. And then I say, oh, okay. Uh, we have... Uh, uh... We have Justice, the featured entertainer, with us. We got uh, we got about thirty minutes here left, and we we got several more questions here that we want to ask. How many different shows uh, do you have? Um, and what is your favorite and least favorite that uh, they that you have? Uh, how many shows? I have about fourteen different shows. Uh, my absolute favorite is my pirates. Just because the music is so different, you you either really love the music or you really hate it. There's no in between. Um, and my last song is is a Canadian song, so if you if you don't kind of like a little bit of an Irish dig, then you know you you don't um, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna resonate it with it. But uh, I'm a very like either serious entertainer or I can go very campy. So that one's definitely my favorite. Um, my least favorite, um, I would have to say, is my astronaut. But the only reason why is because I'm slightly lazy to put on that many pieces. And it's very, very bulky and very heavy. But it and, looks uh, wicked cool. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Big Swing is doing some typing there, but you got to mute that. But uh, now, when you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, your costume piece and everything, uh, if, you know, you, you mentioned your astronaut show. Uh, if, if you'd be willing to let us know, how much, how much uh, does it cost to make a costume or have a costume made like that for some of your performances? Oh, my your goodness. It, it can range. It, it really depends on your relationship with your seamstress because all the costumes, not all the costumes, sometimes you can get one from a retired feature that's in amazing condition. But the, um, I'd say about 99% of all my costumes are all custom made for me. And I think my most expensive costume was um, like 2000 and that was $2, my Catwoman. Really? 
Yeah. And like there's a, there's girls that have spent like $6,000 on a costume, but I don't want to spend my vast majority of my show taking off costume pieces. That's not what people come to see. They come to see Tits Nash. So I want to like display myself in any way. So it has to come so, off easy and fast. So now when when you're when you're doing uh you're you know, like here in uh, North Dakota, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say anything bad about my state, but we're kind of behind the times, really. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, women here can go topless only. They they have to, they can't go bottomless at all. Now, now I know. With that <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of. It's interesting when you. It's interesting when you mention that because in New York, now I do live in New York, but I'm not in the city. I'm a little bit outside the city. The city has its own different. They, you know, there's just so many people and so many clubs they can basically get away with whatever they want to do because nobody really is going to check all of them. But the state law, for a majority of the state, is if you are a if you are a juice bar, meaning you only serve soda water, Red Bull, then you can be full nude, right? But if you are a bar that serves alcohol, then you can only be topless. And for the topless. It's um, there's like a 20 foot rule. So when they're on the like our stage here, what? our stage has so 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 our stage has like our stage has like two. It has like a bottom part and then it has like little steps and then it's got a backstage. Both of them have a pole on them. Um, they can only have their top off on the backstage. And but as soon as they come down those steps to the main stage, it has to come back on. So like if they're doing work along the rail. If they're like laying out along the rail and doing tricks and things, everything has to be covered. Same thing in the back when you do the private dances, everything has to be covered. Um, if they if they serve alcohol, now if it's a juice bar, it, it can be full nude. So and, and that's that's just state law. That's that's been a New York State thing for a couple of years. That's just crazy to me. In Canada, we are completely nude. It's all about the beaver, and you can drink. <laughs> However, the only exceptions um, when it comes to the liquor laws is like uh, Montreal. Montreal is anything goes. And um, well, I figured that it's like you, one of the strip club capitals of the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a huge disconnect between Eastern Canada and Western Canada, um, and that goes for the quality of entertainment as well. Um, then there's, um, if you go into, example, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan does not have a strip club. It's actually illegal there for their province. And then if you go over to Alberta, uh, they have a three-foot barrier. So you can still drink, still be nude, but you have to keep three feet away from you and be proud, no contact whatsoever. And then mm. BC is, again, fully nude, but you can get up closer to the um, – to the clientele, you just can't. So what about what, them, what about but... Icon's favorite? What, what, what about Icon's favorite province, um, Winnipeg? Winnipeg, um, Winnipeg is like the same as BC. It's just dancing on the stage. There's no barriers or anything like that. I used to feature uh, out in the Winnipeg lot actually and do what they called jamming. But that was like back in the day. Uh. We have uh, Justice, the featured entertainer here. we got 24 minutes here left. Now, speaking of, you know, we just went over the different laws. Now, 
uh, like here in North Dakota, like I said, it can only be topless no matter what. So if uh, someone wanted to book you here in North Dakota, you can only be topless, would you just not come? Um, no, actually, I was just in um, Odessa, Texas, and they were a topless bar. And, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I really go where the money is. You present me with a good enough offer, and if it works with my schedule, then I'm happy to come out to the bar if they meet all of the demands that are in the contract. So, hypothetically speaking, and I'll understand if you want to not answer this question. I'll understand this. So, let's say that uh, the Icon owned a bar, and it would call, okay. be called the Iconic Bar, and he wanted to hire you. What would mm-hmm. he have to show out to get the best entertainment uh, on the world that would be you? Well, I'll be vague with it because every uh, entertainer is different. So what would happen is he has to pay round-trip airfare for myself and has to pay for a hotel, and it must be a um, – three star I believe it's three or four star or better and it has to have an interior door so it means no outside doors, no motels. Uh they have to provide transportation to and from the club, uh, as well as my show price. Now my show price will vary dependent on the amount of shows that you ask me to do. If you ask me to do six shows, then the overall price will be um slightly um, less per show because I'm getting more stage time. Therefore, I can get more tipping dollars. Uh, if you, let's say I'm coming for four shows, the show price is higher because I have less opportunity to make tipping dollars. And then, uh, dependent on the agency, the agency will say, well, the club has to pay their fee, and other. Um, other agencies are like, no, the entertainer has to pay for the agency fee. And if the entertainer has to pay, then usually she will incorporate the cost of that within her show price. So I guess that means that I, uh, I could get you to come out here flying coach, staying in a Motel 6. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm a bit of a diva in that way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the queen uh, of the north. <laughs> Well, you know, and I'm not saying I would do that, but you, you wouldn't come, you wouldn't come out uh, uh, for someone privately, right? I mean, you, it would have to be a club. You, you would. Like, Icon, there's yeah, a very I, small chance that she would come to Fargo, North Dakota, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't come out for uh, private uh, entertainment. It is through a club, and it goes through my agents. Well, that is awesome. We have Justice the Entertainer. We got uh, we got about uh, 21 minutes here left. Now, uh, now, the the next few questions I'm going to ask, and I'll like I say, if if you don't want to answer the question, I'll understand that. But uh, I'm I'm going to ask it anyway because I can't help myself, and I'm just kind of curious. Now, you know, you you, you had a statement. Uh, you know, it's all about the beaver, right? And, and that and we know what that means. But with that being said. In, in your general area down there, is is there like do you like have like a style of uh, how you like are down there like or you know <laughs> you like you, well you know what I mean uh, absolutely I, I, it's I, I all digress. about I don't landscaping. Want to ask the full question. 
but but you know what I'm at. You know where, where I'm going with it. Uh, what, what oh, Jesus. It's the landscaping. Um, I like to mix things up, to be honest. Maybe anything from, like, the triangle to the landing strips. Sometimes I make a V because, you know, victory above all. Sometimes it's hardwood floors. But the main thing is, is that the carpet matches the drapes. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I, I like that answer. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to get without asking the full question. But you were able to pick on up, and I appreciate that. So, now, you know, you mentioned your book out, in, you know, until July. So you pretty much know where you're going to go for the next several months. Now, yes. Let's say, like, for instance, like in New York right now where Big Swing is at, North Dakota I'm at, we just had a big storm, okay? And, uh, you know, we had 12 feet of snow dumped on us. And, uh, you know, we're in New York. There's, like, there's like a two lot and of snow out there, too. Two and a half to three okay, just no overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I have rain. That's it. I'm like, ha, ha. <laughs> so let's say that uh, what would happen – as an as an entertainer, let's say that the place that you're supposed to go to uh, had a big snowstorm and the airports were closed and you couldn't get there. Uh, how how does that uh, get uh, revamped or rebooked or what do you do uh, in that? Because they they've obviously already paid in advance. What uh, how, how do you handle those expenses? Um, well, you know, knock on wood, I've never had that happen. Um, but there is a clause in our contract that says act of God, if we can't make it, um, we can't control the weather. So then we try to do the best that we can. And essentially, it's like when we get there, we get there. You know, and then it's just like, oh, I lose out a day, or they'll try to squish in. Um, instead of doing two shows a night, they'll be like, okay, let's do three. You know, it's, I, again, I've never had that happen because I don't really go anywhere when it's going like that. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, with that being said, you, you try to like book like Texas in, uh, you know, January, Warmer. December, January, and February. And, uh, Absolutely. You, you, you like, like North Dakota would be the best, best to like show up like in the summertime, you know? Yeah, I, I try to avoid places where I know it's going to be gruesome in the winter. And, like, I'll even, like, if I have a flight and it's like, oh, well, you have a layover in Chicago or Newark, and I was like, um, no. Um, I will, like, change my flights. I'll pay whatever it is extra and go through, like, let's say Dallas or Denver because the chances of my flight getting canceled are slim to none. Cause always the East coast has the worst airports. What's crazy about it was when I came from New York to go to Fogo, when I went, when I went out to visit icon, I went from Albany to Philadelphia on like a little puddle jumper. Right. And then from Philadelphia <laughs> to Minneapolis, so I'm from Philadelphia to Minneapolis, then rented a car, drove out to Fargo, then had to drive back to Minneapolis, went to Minneapolis airport to Charlotte, and then Charlotte back to New York. So I'm like, you went halfway to Florida just to come back to New York? I didn't I didn't understand that, but sometimes that's what they do. Yeah, it's it's so messed up. Like sometimes it's worth it is just spend a little bit more, get your direct flights. 
if there isn't one, it's like I look around to try to find the nearest airports, and then I, I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, like if I'm going to need to pop in, which I go to every year, I I know that even though it's in Roseland, Indiana, I wouldn't fly to Indianapolis because it would be like two and a half hours from where I need to go versus um, flying to Chicago and then driving from there. But then I know that there's two airports in Chicago. So instead of flying to O'Hare, I would fly to Midway. And then uh, go okay, that makes sense. Shorter. Yeah, it's all about just, you know, being diligent and, like, looking things up. I always try to find a shortcut somewhere. Uh, we have uh, Justin's speech and entertainment. We've got, we got about uh, 14 minutes here left with Justin. I, I just want to, you know, mention that. I just want to uh, share a quick story, uh, you know, and I, I want to add that. So you're probably not going to book yourself in December in Green Bay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just probably throw that out there. <laughs> You're you're probably not going to go to Green Bay in December. I, I'm with you on that. But uh, you know, real quick story. Then we'll then we'll go back. You know, you mentioned Chicago's O'Hare. <laughs> My father and I were in Frisco, Texas. Uh, we had to fly from we had to, we were going to fly from Dallas to Chicago to Fargo. We checked the flight. We got there. Our tickets wouldn't print out because uh, Chicago was closed. So. Because they were closed, and I'll never fly through O'Hare Airport again, and I can, uh, and I'm sure you've had experience there too. But so we ended up having to fly from Dallas to Charlotte, North Carolina, to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, to Denver, Colorado, back to Fargo. Oh my God, that's insanity! And we got back here ten minutes quicker than if we would have went from Dallas to Chicago to Fargo. Oh my god! That's crazy. I never, crazy. I never ever thought I'd see the Queen City, but I did. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll go back uh, to Justice here. We got uh, about thirteen minutes here, uh, and Justice, I do want to thank you uh, for uh, being with us tonight, and uh, I hope. Oh, we well, thanks for having me. Much and, and hope that you, well, we're not done with you. We're not we're not letting you go yet, but almost, uh, but not yet. Uh, and I also uh, I also appreciate you're one of the few female guests that does not have a restraining order on me yet, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, the keyword was yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, where where your stage name comes from, how you came up with it, or was it given to you, or how, how did your stage name come about? It actually, um, it was a weird mix. It was because I was working in the law office because I was dead set on being um, a criminal lawyer. And um, I was actually also at the exact same time watching, um, I think it was called Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy, of all things. And the police officer in the movie and I think it was also with Angela Bassett, um, and his name was Justice. And it was just like a light bulb went off, and I was like, I want to be like Cher, just Justice. I don't need another name. People are going to remember Justice. Hmm. I like uh, it. You know, that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and I, have you ever heard this quote? Justice will be served. Oh, my God. All the time. Or it'd be like justice is blind, justice of the peace. Like I, I hear all of them. Do you hate that? Um, I, you know what, I, I don't. Only because 
in the end, they're still talking about me. And if people are not talking about you is when you've done something wrong. You always want to be on everyone's minds. And that's the goal. You've got to stay relevant in this industry because there's always somebody younger, prettier, and better than you. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you're what you're about 22, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I, I, I was I was being complimented because. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll definitely take 22. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, a couple, Considering a I've been dancing questions. 20 years, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of ego questions here I have for you. Uh, the Itron made you a cool collector's card. What did you think of that? Oh, I thought it was good. Awesome. I, I and, love collecting uh, stuff like that. And uh, when, um, you know, you know, you mentioned you, you work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, not Sunday, I guess. Uh, it's uh, my travel that's your travel day. So usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you're off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is which is mm, life. Not I quite. Love. I actually have a little something on the side, but believe it or not, I'm actually a registered nurse. So I'm currently working in a hospital every day, and then when I do have a gig, uh, I just take the weekend off and I go do my gig. Uh, now. With uh, not stammering because uh, I'm going to ask this question: Do you have a nurse costume? I do. Okay, and uh, when you come out on the stage, you have a sign that says "Head Nurse." <laughs> no, it's just um a skimpy little pink and white thing because trust me, nobody wants to see me in my scrubs because they are not very sexy. <laughs> Well, if you're wearing them, you can make scrubs work. <laughs> I, don't, you know. I don't know. <laughs> They're always covered with like lots of little animals on it, it's like cats and dogs and sheep and God knows what else, minions. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I, I asked, uh, you know, I asked Cynthia this earlier, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this. Uh, you know, you mentioned you work in a hospital, which is, uh, you know, it's like with your, you know, you have that career, you have your other career. It's kind of like day and night. Have you ever been working at the hospital and someone came up to you and said, uh, "Hey, I saw you at this club the last week." Oh now, my God! Yes. That, now, do you try uh, not have that conversation, or just like, what, what do you tell them, or what do you say to them? I'm I'm proud to be an entertainer. I will never like shy away from that I'd be like oh yes I was actually there on this such and such a day you happen to catch my show and then I'll strike up a conversation with them and it makes them feel a little bit special because it's bringing them into my real world it doesn't happen very often because my patients are all cardiac patients but um, it, it does happen on occasion and I just smile and just try to make their day because they're not well right so if I can make them a little bit happy I will and that's awesome. We have uh, uh, we have uh, Justice the Beach Entertainer. We have uh, well, we have about seven minutes here left with Justice. Uh, so, where is uh, your your next show going to be? Uh, so, if our fans listening uh, you know, on the internet uh, are close to you and they want to come check you out, uh, where where is your uh, next show coming up? 
Well, I'm actually headed to my favorite ball ever, Monroe's of Palm Beach. And I'll be there from the 12th to the 14th. And then I'm also going to be heading back there um, in September as well. And uh, with, with uh, your schedule, you, know, you mentioned you're booked up uh, to July. Uh, will you be uh, close to uh, Will you be close to North Dakota or uh, New York uh, uh, in the upcoming um, months? Not in the upcoming months, no. Um, I think the closest I would actually get to New York will be like. Um, would be December, and it would be Wisconsin at, on the border. All right. And uh, North Dakota, nowhere close? Nowhere close. All I'm right. actually moving cross-country in February 1st. I'm moving from Vancouver, B.C., all the way to, like, Detroit. So it's it's gonna oh, be wow. the drive for me, yeah. So I'm like I'll probably be like driving through that whole area, going through like Washington, Ohio, Montana, you know, North Dakota and whatnot. Oh, she's coming to North oh. Dakota, Sean. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be driving I, yeah. through. <laughs> well, you know, I'll I'll understand if you know if you if you don't want to take me up on this offer, but if you're close, when you're driving through North Dakota, you come to Fargo, you let me know that you're in town. I'll buy you lunch or dinner or whatever. Uh, well, thanks, but, you know, you would have to also treat my mother because I'm making that's a fine. road trip out of it. That's, <laughs> She's that's my fine. best friend, so. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you also need to have, um, you also need to be able to, like, have a few less teeth and wear a lot of plaid to go to Fargo, North Dakota, so. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, will take I do you have all my teeth. <laughs> Good. Well, then I'll you might take, not fit in North Dakota. I, I will take you. I'll tell you what. I'll take you and your mom to the best <laughs> restaurant we have. Do you like Italian? Golden Corral. Oh, I was like, oh, is it? I'm sorry. Is it a Denny's? <laughs> yeah, no, Golden, Golden Corral. <laughs> we don't have a Golden Corral. Uh, Olive Garden. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll either take you to the Olive Garden if you like Italian, <laughs> or I'll, oh I'll goodness. take you to the the Who Hut. It's the best Mongolian grill in the country. <laughs> well, if I have time, I will hit you up and let you know how it goes. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so we have uh, we have justice will be served uh, in the next four minutes uh, before we before uh, we let her go here. Uh, if our fans wanted to uh, follow you and see what you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? Um, okay, let's start with Facebook. It's Justice Feature Entertainer. And my Instagram is Justice underscore the underscore entertainer. And my Twitter, I believe, is like Justice Feature Entertainer. Um, and my YouTube is the same, Justice Feature Entertainer. You can see all of my videos that I put up when... I'm not lazy. Now, uh, now, do people uh, for the videos that you mentioned? They, do they have to pay for the content? Um, no, uh, for my YouTube, absolutely not. My OnlyFans, yes, you do. Um, but and that's my $9.99 a month. Um, and then I put content up there weekly. Uh, but 
for my YouTube, it's absolutely free for all my fans because people who don't have an opportunity to see me perform, I want them to see me perform. I want them to be able to experience that. Now, do you prefer, because we have two options in New York. We have a stationary pole and a rotating pole that, that spins itself. Well, which one do you prefer on? Um, well, uh, I'm a former national pole champion. And back in that day, <laughs> um, we didn't have a spinning pole. So I ah. actually do prefer the standard pole. But because I'm a true professional, I can actually work on both. But for oh, okay. power moves, absolutely a standard pull. And if I just want to look pretty and kind of take a break from doing anything too crazy, um, then I would use a spinning pull. I, I happen to know a lot of um, I happen to know a lot of strippers uh, in this area, um, and they're always all bruised up on their legs and arms and stuff. Is that something that happens with with you or used to happen? Uh, when I was a rookie, I got bruised. Um, but I don't bruise anymore, and honestly, I don't think I've learned a new pull trick in probably, like, three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't, I just haven't taken it upon myself, uh, because it, to me now, um, times have changed. It's not all about pull, because everybody and their mother can do pull work now. Back in the day when, like, when you did pull work, it was like, whoa. Because not a lot of girls could do crazy tricks. But now you just go onto YouTube and literally, or uh, Instagram, it's everybody doing pole, right? So then I yeah. started with the circus. So then I started doing all the circus stuff. But then now every single entertainer is like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do circus stuff too. So you always got to stay ahead of the trend. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to basics and I'm going to dance. And I'm going to show everybody you don't need a pole and you don't need to do aerials in order to entertain your crowd. You need to entertain, and it's not only about that. We got a few minutes here left with Justice. Uh, I don't know if you'd be willing to do what uh, Cynthia did, but uh, would you be willing to uh, give one of our lucky listeners uh, uh, free month access to uh, your fan page? Um, sure, yeah, no worries. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll send you uh, I'll send you a message on uh, Facebook after this, and then uh, you can give me the details on what they would need to type in, and then we'll we'll give that away for our Christmas show. And uh, real quick here, uh, there is one video of yours that I've seen that I really like that I wish I could do, where uh, you have your legs on the back of your arms and you're doing like push-ups yes. or something. Yes, that is uh, my signature move. They're called spider push-ups. And I'm just like, oh my god! And uh, the other quick thing I love is the fact that you uh, you have a Fender Stratocaster guitar because I have one of those myself, the red and white one. <laughs> yeah, she's a beauty, huh? Yeah, but he uh, can't I'm play like, it; he just has metal it. Metal queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm I'm the hair metal queen. So it's like if you, if it's a hair band, I I'm in love. And I was like, I saw one in the video like when I was younger, and I was like, I have to get one. And like I have an acoustic as well, just um, and then I bought All right. my guitar. Real quick, we got ninety seconds before they kick us off for Monday Night Football coverage. Real quick, who's your favorite band? Hair metal band? Ah, uh, Steel Panther. Ah, Steel Panther. Love Steel Panther. All right, we have to go. Mm-hmm. I want to thank 
Justice, the entertainer, the number one entertainer uh, for coming on our show and entertaining all of you here on this Monday night. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Icon, you know, get that information, figure it out with her, and make something happen in the future. See you. Thank you. Dead man walking. You've done it now.